Hello! Thank you for downloading the podcast. You're in for an absolutely cracking show full of people from all different walks of life. you got <laughs> Alex. He's from Cardiff, man. He's Woo-hoo! from Cardiff. You, you, and, you, and from CBBC. Natalie's from, used to be Stockport in the past, but now you're a bit anyway. I was we born got, in Edinburgh. Yeah, born in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Now I live in North Wales. Well, I'm from, well, I was born in Stepping yeah. Hill and now I'm living in Oldham. So I am going worse and worse. <laughs> Todmorden next day. Todmorden. Let's not talk about Todmorden because by the time you're listening to this, I will have gigged there, and we'll see. We'll see if I get out of there alive tonight. Never. So. Oh and Adam in the corner. Are you doing, bro? Yeah, yeah, fine. Where are you from, fine. Adam? Uh, just from Presswich, North Manchester. Oh. Born and bred. I live in town. Got an absolutely cracking show coming up, talking about whether you think Pogba should be on the pitch anymore going forward. Herrera's up for sale. Um, United, we got we got Champions League worries coming up. City are just City just <laughs> sitting there, just looking so easy. Life so hey, we lost. What's <laughs> happening? We lost. Oh, we lost against Spurs, but we're going to annihilate them the next game. <laughs> this is all coming up. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Follow us on Twitter. God bless. How you. long will Joe stay quiet for? Too. <laughs> Manchester Football Social. Good evening. It is Friday night. It is six o'clock. So it is the Manchester Football Social. Thank you, as always, for joining us. My name is Natalie Pike and I will be leading you through many discussions from the red and the blue side of Manchester tonight. And as always, we want you to be a big part of the show. You can give us a ring anytime on 0345 7625. You can text us 87711 and you can tweet us at MCR Footy Social. We want to know what you're thinking about your club what you if you want to ask us any questions if you want to get something off your chest this is the place and joining me in a, a pretty packed studio tonight <laughs> and i'm taking this as a compliment because if you've been listening the last few weeks adam and i have been running riots we have been absolutely <laughs> loving life in this studio so tonight they've only got and got in an absolute load of united backup <laughs> um, now dave sadly isn't here because he is busy taking over the world yeah. so um and a very ample standings. Of course, we've got Joe, but he is um, saying that he's going to try and attempt to be a silent partner tonight, so we'll try and goad him out of there. But also joining me in the studio tonight, he's first time on the Manchester Football Social. We're really excited to have him. The presenter and broadcaster, it's Alex Winters. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Good evening. Very good. Thank you. Um, and also, you'll know him from the Wednesday Club. It is... He says stand-up comedian. We'll see. We'll what see. is this? We'll see. What are you doing? The goading's coming. The goading's coming already. I, I, I'm off to Todmorden after this. This is how realistic my career is, mate. It's Take, lovely up there, you know. My friend well, is there. it might be lovely, but who knows what the audiences are like. So, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. It's real. I'm a comic. I'm on the radio. This is actually happening. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is there anything you want to get off your chest? Yeah. One of my favourite players this season, Herrera, seems to be, he's going to be sold. There were so many other players that should have been sold, but at the moment it's it's Herrera. Apparently go to PSG. I want to talk about that. Get that off my chest a bit. Good. And, and then, of course, the others um, representing the blue side along uh, alongside myself from Blue Moon Rising, it's Adam. Hello. Nice. Uh, it is weird that there's so many, so many reds in the building, but I'm, I'm sure, sure we'll, we'll manage as usual. Yeah. Not worried. We'll be all right. But, and we've, we've got a lot to talk about. It's our first defeat for what seems like an age. I think we won 14 on the bounce, so we're on a bit of a come down this week. So we've, we've got a bit of a reality check. And I want to talk about this weekend. Is it the weekend that the title is won or lost? So we'll, we'll dig into that later on, I think. 
Yes, there's absolutely loads going on. Now, we're going to start the this evening by um, looking back at the Champions League games and looking forward to the Champions League games. But quickly, obviously, there's someone new in the studio um, and you might be wondering, Alex Winters, I recognise that name. Let's quickly find out about Alex. Right, Alex, we've said that you are a United fan, um, but give us a little quick overview of you. All right, OK. So, yeah, we spoke about this and this is a tricky one and some people just can't, you know, get their heads around it, but... Um, I'm an old man, you know, I'm in my 40s now. And so growing up in the 80s in Cardiff, I used to go to Cardiff City all the time. My my grandfather played for them. In fact, he played on the, the left wing when they won the FA Cup in 1927. That's so, awesome. Wow. So, That's awesome. So I used to do that, but there was there was a, always a pressure from other kids in the school because no one else was watching Cardiff City. They were all supporting Liverpool, Ed, Everton, Nottingham Forest. And so I was pressured by my babysitter in 1985 to uh, support United. And so even though I grew up continuing to go to Galaxy... Are you were you traumatised in any way, John? <laughs> no. Just let this um, off you know. Know. Can we get the tiny, tiny violin sound A <laughs> little tear gathers in your eye. It just wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> So, so, so he pressured you during a babysitting to do yeah, what? Was it, was the, it was the FA Cup semi-final. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. See, to support United. That yeah. is frightening. And I was on. like, he was like, who are you supporting? I'm like, well, Cardiff City. He was like, well, they're not playing, are they? It's Man United. And I'm like, oh, all right then. He had the Man United wallpaper, apparently. Okay, so. find a happy place sort of exactly. thing every time you see him play. Exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> and so I have always, and I'm... Uh, uh, and I'm always battling out on social media when people call me out, but I have no problems with it. I've uh, invested a lot of time as well in, uh, in in Man United. But when pushed, so last game of the season, this season, Old Trafford, Cardiff, Man United. Yeah. Cardiff every time, I want them to win. But And you, we've got your old manager, mate, and how well that went well, for you. So I've, got, I've, got, <laughs> oh, I've, got some, I've got some, you know, input and thoughts on that as well that will wow. come up later on. Yeah, so Alex has got some really good insights, obviously as a former a, a former manager of Cardiff City and now manager of United, mm. both the clubs that he supports. Uh, later on, he's going to be giving us his kind of take on the Oli situation. And, um, and it's very, very interesting. And also, I need to tell you all that later on, you've got to stick with us tonight. This is the big big story of the night. I'm going to tell you who Mark Clattenburg supports once and for all. <laughs> once and for all is out there, so you've got to stick with us for that. But yes, we're going to start tonight by talking about the Champions League games. Obviously, two big games for the Manchester clubs in the week gone, and then coming up next week. Adam, shall we be very gracious and let them talk about themselves for a few minutes first? Yeah. Well, we're, we're, both, we're both in the same situation, yeah. but I would favour your situation over ours. We're going mm. to the new camp, 1-0 down. With a, <laughs> with a team that is just seems to be just losing its grip of itself a little bit. Pogba hasn't turned up again now. The best player on the pitch for the last two or three games has been McTominay, last two games, yeah, which definitely. is absolutely, what a revelation. It's like a really who is. knew moment. The, the kids just come out and become what everyone else on that pitch should have been. Pogba's just not, it's not even putting an appearance in as far as I I'm think, concerned. I think without McTominay the other night, it... Barcelona would have actually gotten more. I do believe. I, I do yeah. think Barcelona sat back after that first goal after ten minutes. But I think without McTominay, in that, I think they would have gone on and, and, and scored more. I mean, well, Pogba disappeared. The finishing, United's finishing was. We had no shots on goal, but we we had shots. <laughs> we had shots. <laughs> if, you, if, you'd poured, shots. if you'd poured a thermos flask 
of drink and you were sat anywhere in the 20th or 30th row it was in your lap. stadium <laughs> and you weren't watching the, and you weren't watching the game that is going all over you and your little baby sat next to you it's, exactly you know a, there's a scold, there should be a scolding warning with rashford strikes mate this is the, those nets behind the goal are just going to get bigger I don't and know bigger, why they're there they're going to cover the whole of the Stratford ending watch out boys uh, but i think that is the worrying thing after that game. Because when they pulled that stat out, yeah. and it's the first time since 2005 at home that United, uh, in, in that competition, haven't had a single shot on goal. Yet they came out 1-0 down. It, it's actually it's, not a bad result, was it? That, yeah. That's what it, I was going to ask. Somehow. Is, is it a good result? Or it, It's such a weird one, because obviously 1-0 down, but as you showed against PSG, you went there and, and you got the result you needed. Obviously, Barca are a different... A different kettle of fish because they they've got the experience in in numbers in that team. It it doesn't seem like the worst result in the world. No, I think you needed to score. I, I think, think it, I think to to put it into context though, the way that Barca were playing, we it was a missed opportunity. It yeah. really was. Yeah, it was. They we could have had we been shooting on target, we could have pressured them and definitely got one if not two. That but they were they. Barca were awful. They're not going to be like that in the new camp. It's going no. to be such a wake-up. It's going to be frightening. Were they awful or were they just sat in second gear? I, because I, I think, think it was that. Yeah, I, I think do. it was very much that they got the goal and thought, we're, we're okay here. Because if any of Ashley Young's crosses actually made it, it, it you know, <laughs> and, and Lukaku... Again, scolding warning yeah, for Ashley Young. Or, or anyone had looked like scoring. I think Barcelona would have gone... All right, let's, let's, let's stand <laughs> well, no, up a bit. Right, so oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, Joe. You said you were going to stay silent. I said you never would. My backside Barcelona Let's get things right here. They had an attacking force which the whole media's focus was on them too. Luis Suarez left Liverpool. He was hated at Old Trafford. If there was any moment for him to step up into first gear or fifth gear, how you want to say it, it was that night what did he do he got a deflective goal off Luke Shaw and then he looked like he was just a poor man's Lukaku he just didn't do anything what? he never made any runs he never did anything he looked awful Joe's he looked really good at Mike. awful how, how so cheap is a poor man's they Lukaku sit, by did they way? sit back in second gear why would they he's one of the best players in the world and he goes to Old Trafford a place where he's hated why wouldn't he just give it everything he's got no they were outclassed by a certain player and they were outclassed by a midfield that was only let down by Paul Pogba by the way but Fred was also uh, brilliant for Manchester yeah. United and that should be highlighted as well as McTominay Fred should have been man of the match I believe uh, but McTominay being a youngster in that role his his role was amplified and highlighted uh, so does but everyone again, like McTominay now because you was hating him a few I was never ago. hating McTominay. The, the gen, McTominay the general fan base was I'm, I'm I was the general fan too. base was what Jose Mourinho's player of the season last year class That's McTominay true. and he will go on to be one of the United <laughs> greats but listen you You're say okay, that Barcelona was in second gear <laughs> they had no they had no point to be they went 1-0 up after 12 minutes killed the game off Manchester United when they saw Ashley Young doing them awful crosses they thought we've yeah. just got to let Ashley Young have the ball then we'll go up up, up there and we should score two, three, four they, should, they had nothing to worry about in our attack so the fact that you thought they're sitting back load of rubbish Barcelona <laughs> just didn't know what happened to them Manchester United played a good game of football Oli did alright 
He would have taken one nil. I probably would have. The only thing is, if we were trying to get back into it, one one, we still have to go and score at the new camp then because of away goals. That's how it works. We all know that. We would have had to go to the new camp and score anyway because there was never a doubt that Barcelona weren't going to score at Old Trafford. So the the story is still the same. United have to score at the new camp. Mm. That Are you was gonna? everything. Can you? Uh, Steve, you I'm going to be sad. Here. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a breath. He's like that a diet. <laughs> Come back. Do they call that a diatribe? No. Well, the, th- the problem is the, is the finishing, going back to that. We had our chances, and it's a missed opportunity. Barca weren't informed. This is so... I'm, I'm agreeing with you completely. But we've lost that opportunity now. Be- before we move on to City, and I'm not trying yeah. to wind anyone up. I can't wait for that. I'm, I'm not trying to wind anyone up, right? Take a breath, Hang on, hang on, hang on. You two. It's happening again. You two put it It's crumbling. It's happening again. Stop it. Quarterfinals of the Champions League. English team. It's happening again. Here we go. He's undoing his grey jumper, doing it up. Am I hot? Am I cold? Am I sweating? What's George for his lunch? No, this isn't trying to wind anyone up, but someone move the microphone away from Joe just in case. Um, it does. Is this a reflection on 2019 Manchester United that a one-nil defeat at home is a good result? Yes. It's a genuine question that United have. United have won once in the Champions League at home this year, and, and lost five of the other six. Is is this a reflect? Not scored in, it, in any of those. It means we're in with a chance when we go over there. We are in with a chance, and if they play in any way like if, if Barca play in any way like they did, then we've got we, a chance. We've got a chance. Yeah. We have got a chance because United were in such bad form that it can't can it get any worse than that unless you put Phil Jones on the pitch. Really, I'd love That's, to see that. Oh no, I don't. The, not anymore. New camp, I've had enough of him. I want to see on. Ashley. Good job. Young. He's got a new contract though. Oh, <laughs> in <laughs> three years. <laughs> Shall we? So we'll talk a bit more about United and the the state of the the team and the transfers in a bit. Shall we quickly? Oh, what a shame! We haven't got much time to talk about this again. <laughs> um, yeah, it it was bad. Uh, I saw some shocking hot takes after the um, after the game. We, the first game we've lost in fifteen, won fourteen in a row. Yeah. Um, everyone's throwing the toys out the pram because we started with what was a very defensive team, mm-hmm. which is rare. But I think... Inspired by Mourinho's style of play. People looked at it uh, in the wrong way. (laughs) If if Aguero scores that penalty at the start, it's a totally different game. Because our whole whole game plan was go there, get a goal, run away. That that was the whole game plan. Can I I just ask, by the way... do you think that was a penalty? No, it should have I been a hate, penalty. The hate handball VAR stuff, I hate it. Let me just ask you. Well, but I'm going to have to go by the word of the, the it law. Is a, and it, it, was. Is a handball. it was. It yeah. is a handball. Personally, I hate all that, yeah. that stuff. It'll Same. change. But, Same. Um, I just always remember the Micah Richards in the Liverpool exactly, yeah, Cup yeah, game yeah. when it bounced up and whacked him. Yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. I hate all that. But despite that, if he scores, it's a different game. And Pep, you, you've got to think at the minute, we've got these four games that we've got Spurs three times and Palace sandwiched in the middle. That game was the least important. That yeah, game definitely. was don't don't lose heavily. We I think we we had to score the other night. Not that we won't go through, but we would have been in a much better position. I would have much preferred to have lost two one than than one nil. But oh no, you found the <laughs> joke. That was a lie when you said you couldn't find it. Don't carry on, Adam. But the next three games are the big ones. We. We went into that game. You I can't stop concentrate. that. Violin. I can't concentrate. Um, <laughs> we we know that we've got a much better chance of beating Spurs at home. They had this whole new stadium thing, and that obviously played into the hands. And the setup that we had, we we didn't play De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Sane, Mendy. None of them started, and they will start 
in the next game, you would imagine. Yeah, they've said that mm. they've said that Bernardo Silva uh, will get have a fitness test yeah. ahead of Sunday. I think so, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but these these games are more important. That game was in the knowledge that we've got another crack at it. Does You'd anyone hope. really think that and it was a bit City of a risk. are not going to win the second leg? No. Me. The, I Do think, you? honestly, the re I'll tell you why. You the theories are because um, the Pep has had so many, uh, they call it in golf the yips, where you just you just seize up and overthink. He's yeah, overthinking. He now he's at the situation now where he's going into the second leg and he's overthinking and the pressure is on him no, and that will cascade through the team and think, they were all, they I think will it's all a different, overthink. A different Different game at home. I, um, I, I Spurs so, have got not, nothing to my, lose in this exactly, sense. My worry is that they score. Yeah, that's the issue. Mm. Then we need three, and that could well be the case that we're going to need three. The, but, but you've got you've got Kane out. Correct. Deli Ali is He's going got to be playing injury, with he? his hand. With the, not even sure. He was very good the other night. I've questioned him on this show Son before. As well. Son, Son for me is better when Kane doesn't play. So that's yeah. that's not good for us. Ericsson was good as well. Their, was, their whole midfield yeah, was so dogged that they were brilliant. I just think that that if that's a low point for us at the moment, we'll be fine. And How's Fernandinho's elbow? Has anyone checked? Um, <laughs> probably bruised. Bruised from getting Kane in Bit that little of DNA UFC, on the end of it. UFC yeah. lock. <laughs> and like Smalling's shirt. Sure, the, the Kane, the Kane oh. tackle as well. I, I don't yeah. know why everyone got so on. Both of them went went in late, and it was one of them came out worse. So unlucky Kane. That's a shame. Joe's back. Well, I'm just, I'm just. Oh, what's happening, David Silver? Why is he? Why is he know. not good anymore? Uh, what do you mean? Not true. You, you don't you don't just stop being good when you're one of the greatest players he's, ever. You don't just stop being good at well, some he's point. He's doing a good, good job of it. He's, he's showing <laughs> he has struggled. He's recently. walking to he's your struggled. team, yeah, so I think struggled. you need to watch out. Give any touch. See if fans don't bring this up too much, and if they do online, then they get dogs abuse for being it, up, I, being poor. I said the other night he's he's below par at the minute for his ridiculous ridiculous standards. The the thing at the moment is that. We're struggling to find the midfield three that we had last year, which was De Bruyne, Silva, Fernandinho every week, every week. It just, as long as they weren't injured, which they weren't as much as this season. This season, we've had Fernandinho out for a period of time. Silva's been out and De Bruyne's been out for most of the season. So we're trying to find that balance that we had last year. And we rotated so much the other night that, well, playing Delph at left back was just a ticking time bomb. Um, I don't know why he subbed so late. That we're that, if I, you're going to sub I, them on, at least get them on to change the that, game and get that goal. I think there was a. He said something in his press conference about he was. They were weighing up the the way that the game was going, and City weren't dominating enough, and they mm. didn't want to put him on and change the the rhythm of the game because if they'd have thrown him on and gone out to attack and they score again, it's it's struggle time. But I'm confident this this weekend. I think will dictate a lot. Of yeah. what happens I want I yeah. want to see us just click again and yeah. and play and play well for a whole game. A bit like Liverpool we're we're, sh we're stumbling now through games a little bit. Yeah. But then but then you can twist it and you can say champions win yeah, when they exactly. when they're not so, playing well so you yeah. can you can say it like uh, so that. So I'd say we're confident. What what about you lot for your your Saunt over to the. Uh, um, ha what are the chances of uh, us of doing a PSG again? Very, very slim. I am anxious as heck, <laughs> mate. Anxious as heck going to Barcelona. Really? No. Uh, am I supposed to be positive? I, uh, I'm not sure United can. I, they I can do it. it. Of course it, they can. It's a free hit, isn't it? For United? Will yeah, it is. Yeah, it hit. is. It's just all out. They've got to get that early goal. Such a cliche. I think they can get the early goal and then it's game on. But can they then? 
get one more than Barcelona. Joe? Uh, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, uh, do you positive. Think- at all. Oh, look, he switched Chances. off now. We're talking about no, no, has just United play, got a chance? I just want to play this little clip. I was trying to get the right clip up so it was good. Have United got a chance? Torres in. This could be the most dramatic season. It's Torres. At the new camp. Now, they did go on to win the Champions League that year. Uh, Di Matteo was the manager who got sacked in October the following season. However, anything is possible as we're trying to say an English club needing the goals at, at the new Camp playing not particularly well maybe in the league but putting on the odd result now and again when the players step up to the mark getting in Chelsea's head uh, now we're going to get beat thank you that was joe who at the start of the show did say that he was going to stay silent and i think uh uh, yeah we knew that wasn't going to happen right we're going to be back in a minute where we're going to be talking about the herrera situation and also stick with us to find out who mark clattenberg supports manchester football social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show manchester football social Good evening and welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. I'm Adam and tonight I'm joined by Nat on the blue side and we have Alex and Steve and a little bit of Joe McGraw, unfortunately, who (laughs) can't help himself but pipe up. Uh, We've already talked a little bit about the Champions League disappointments, both of us losing 1-0. Later in the show we're going to be previewing City's massive, massive away trip to Crystal Palace and United's home game against West Ham. But first, I think we're going to be talking a little bit about Ander Herrera, um, who is being let... He's being allowed to leave United, is that fair to say? Or, I don't know, he's getting rid of him. Getting rid of him. <laughs> selling him on, getting rid of him. He's got some weird injury, which Solskjaer's putting down to... Talk us through Psychological that. injury what, or what, something. What's that all about? What what happened? Well, what's, what was the wording of it? I, I, I think the injury is due to him... Uh, being sold or something. It's just absolutely, biz- <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre. His bizarre. current situation. Yeah, it's, go on. Well, that, here it is it. Maybe his future has been a worry and that's the part of the reason, talking about maybe on his mind, you know, you don't need necessarily need a physical injury. Maybe it's the, you know, something's playing in his head and that is what Solskjaer was alluded to. Maybe his future has been, uh, been a worry just, and that's part of the I've reason. I've just read this um, from Sam Pilger who covers United. Um, United offered under Her- under Herrera a huge pay rise with a four-year contract worth over £200,000 a week. PSG offered him more money and he chose them. United wanted to keep him but weren't prepared to go up to £300,000 a week for a squad player turning 30 soon. Therefore, it's Herrera's decision to leave. Yeah, is, I guess this all I going, that. Is this all going back to United's there's no mention obliterated... The timing, there's no mention of the timing there, though, is no. there? No. Is and, this... and I think timing is, is key. I think that's respect. Uh, I think from my limited knowledge and what we all sort of yeah. know, I think leaving it so long and delaying, delaying, I think is disrespectful to the man because let's be honest, they somehow rushed through extensions for, you know, Phil Jones and, God you know, it, yeah. it, it's ridiculous. Herrera was on great form. You know, was playing really well. He seems to have turned a corner, didn't he? Yeah, yeah really, I, this yeah, season, absolutely. really. Yeah. Against all odds because of the way Mourinho was hammering all the, yeah. the the dressing room down. So who made the decision? And I feel sorry for Solskjaer because there's no way this is his problem, but they've gone, oh, you're the manager, you better speak up about this now. And he's having to, you know, we're scrutinising how he describes the problem and he's trying to be professional. But the it is his decision, is, though, not to play him because he's not signing a contract. Is that fair? 
Unless he doesn't is want it? to play. Is it though? I don't. That that goes to <laughs> that goes that goes. Yeah, I love that you, you're stirring it up, but it, you know, is it Solskjaer? If, we, if you read that and think about it, he's basically saying his head's not in the game and he's not being played because his head's not in the game. He does not strike me. This is from a city point of view as a player who's that bothered about things that are going on elsewhere. He doesn't flap, he's not flappable, is he? No, because he's he's a bit of a bruiser. Yeah. And, yeah. and who doesn't want to play in a Champions League game against Barcelona? No, no, yeah. Now, for me, that quote from Solskjaer is, I'm struggling to try and say something professional yeah. because I, I my don't hand know what's has been going on. forced. Because Herrera was showing g- great composure. He was the one, you know, going up to Sanchez and encouraging him when he, you know, came on as really trying to keep that boat steady on that team. Oh. And now all of a sudden he's... No, I just think this is. I think it's been disrespectful how the club have, have handled well, it, and and their focus is wrong. And I think it's indicative of something worse. Higher power. Every everyone's saying that we're we're at a point at United right now that we try, We need to try and sign players and hold on to the ones that we want and send messages through to the dressing room, <laughs> at, specifically to the likes of Pogba, who yes. wants to fall out yes. and cause trouble and be the big I am, but. Um, this this thing with Herrera, he's a guy that you want to be keeping. Now, I understand if PSG go in with a higher offer, you can't keep chasing the offers. But this, I, is, this is a snowball effect from Sanchez because yeah. he's gone in with he, such a he, high wage. He ruins it for that, everyone. That everyone yeah, is now looking at the disparity between them and him and saying, actually, he's not that good. Why is he on double what I'm on? I fancy a bit of that. I, I want his money. Like with De Gea, and De Gea will probably rightfully get it because he's he's done the business and he's probably the player you don't want to lose the most. But it's Pogba's turn next, and you, yeah, you start yeah. losing players you don't want to lose and have to keep holding. And the you're players. losing them on a free as well. Can he's I? Going to walk I, away, and you're not going to get a penny for him. This. I want to say something, and I'll be genuinely honest, and I, I want people to text in if they disagree. But I would love to see Pogba go. I don't <gasps> want. I, no, honestly, Ooh. honestly. I'm okay. sick to death of him causing trouble in the dressing room. Just look causing like ripples through the management, through all the uh, no staff. No one's bigger than the club. And 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 yet it, he decides who comes and who stays and who goes and who manages the club. The great Pogba who flaps <laughs> his arms around like he's doing a little child's dance at a tea party <laughs> or something. And he does nothing on the pitch, game after game after game. Then he has a good game. But who's it against? The likes of Crystal Palace or someone are you going to hammer anyway? When it comes to the big game, like Barca when we needed the great god of Pogba to land on the pitch he weren't there he disappears no, he's a bottler and he's a troublemaker that's because he, he was dreaming about playing for Real Madrid or whoever I think it's a real problem I think he's a real problem Pogba. he I seems to turn I, I, I tweeted out and it definitely didn't get many likes at all but, <laughs> but he turns it on when there's rumours of his contract or something or him going, Ooh, it, it's like, window shopper. He, yeah, he's a window shopper player. He's that kind of player. I'm, mate, I'd it's like, to see it's him like Rooney. It's like what happened with Rooney, isn't it? Hang on, before Joe comes in, yeah. if anyone wants to get involved, give us a ring on 0345 117625 because I imagine this might have stirred the pot. Joe, what do it you It probably want? has done. I, have a, I agree with Steve, which is, yeah. which is weird. No, 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 I don't agree 100%, but I get what you're saying and I have a weird feeling that United's, fortune will start to turn around when Pogba goes. But I also wow. have another feeling that um, not necessarily that he, he is a good player and I get what Steve's saying about, and this is the only part I disagreed with, about him only starting to perform when you know, the transfer rumours come about. But you know, let's be honest here, everyone in the world was watching United Barcelona. Every, if, Pogba is one of the best players in the world. 
He is when it's Pogba playing as one of the best players in the world. He's so inconsistent with this. He doesn't. He's so inconsistent. It's, yeah, it's, I think, it's, I think it's frustrating beyond belief. I think he's turning into one of those players that that have all the elements of that. Like, a, and I know this is random, but like Torres. No, Urzel? say Torres. Torres. Urzel? And then all of a sudden, they just can't. Urzel. Urzel. Yeah. Right, we're going to go to yeah. Stephen on the phone. Hello, mate. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Good. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Good. Stephen? Well, uh, a couple of things. I mean, yeah, with Pogba, I think probably sh- we should get rid of him. I'm a United fan, and we probably should get rid of him just because, like, we've always had the philosophy that no one's bigger than the club, and you've got you got to stick with that. And if he thinks he's bigger than United, then you've got to be sorely mistaken. And like with the Champions League stuff, it was like with Barcelona, all season they've been dropping back for 20-minute periods during games. So they're going to do that at the new camp. So we've got a decent chance of at least nicking a goal at some point, I think. Yes, yeah, indeed. Basically what I wanted to say. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get it. So when you're talking about uh, the Pogba being bigger than the club, there can't be many United fans then who, who disagree with that statement. Or do you still believe some United fans think he, he, he'll come good, he, he'll he'll make United the best team in the world? For those who who would disagree he, with you, Stephen. He's always had the potential to be like one of the world's best players, but if you don't do it consistently, and, and then you start you start messing about, saying, "Oh, I want to go here, I want to go there," well, go then, go and prove that you are this best player in the world at Real Madrid if you want, because we will just well, it could have been coming from him. But if, like I say, it's basically he's not bigger than United, so he can go. Do you think more United United fans would want Rid if at this moment? Pogba wasn't a standout in the team because let's be honest there's three or four players around him that need replacing if he was in a team that was absolutely solid from 1 to 11 I think in this position where he wasn't turning up almost all fans would be saying get him out but the the truth is if Pogba was to leave now what you know, we are now all of a sudden relying on McTominay and that's it. Just on his own. If Real Madrid some decent players behind him and go from there, if Pogba's not there, we'll just have to do it without him and prove what we are a good team. Yeah, thank so. you. Yeah, thank you so much for calling. This has turned into a really interesting um, debate here, and I'm looking to see if there's anybody in Manchester, anyone that's listening out there, that wants Pogba to stay. Where's the Pogba fans? Give us a ring, Pogba fans. Oh three four five triple one seven six two five. You've started something now. I think you over oh, there. No. You. You've previewed the weekend's games ahead. Is this the weekend where City can take the? Sw- oh, wait, there. That is not. My words were not coming out there. <laughs> is this the weekend where the title will swing City? way that's what i meant to say manchester football social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show manchester football social Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. Thank you very much for listening. A packed house here today with Nat, Alex, Steve and Adam. We are here for till, for about another 14 minutes and 13 seconds <laughs> to be exact. Uh, we have got a little Pogba debate on the go and David is on the line. Oh, David. Hi, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. What do you want to say, David? Yeah, I want to say, uh, I think I'm sure to put this perspective on this Pogba situation because he's signed from Juventus and so he are. We all know that the speed of the game in Italy is a lot slower than what it is in the Premiership. So everyone's kind of expected over the years to, to be a spectacular player, which is, was, you know, what he did with uh, Piero Juventus. And it's quite simple. Like, he's not used to the pace over here. He's, he's too quick for him. 
What, what would you do, David, as a United fan? Uh, are you a United fan, sorry? Or yeah, just... I'm, a, I'm a red, yeah. Do, do, yeah. do you like him? What I do, uh, well, he infuriates me because you don't know what you're getting from him at all. You, one minute he can be really good. Oh, this isn't just what every United fan thinks. If you are a different one of you uh, listening, uh, just tweet his MCR Footy Social. If you listen on the podcast, you completely disagree. Drop us a tweet and we can have a chat with you soon. But we're obviously, we're, this is a debate we're having about Paul Pogba because he's such a big player in Manchester United squad. Uh, so, because obviously we haven't I heard from someone who actually wants him to stay. We've heard from four people who wants him I, to go. I, want him so to I, didn't, I don't want to be too... I don't want him to be too... All right, there we go then. And if his agent's on the phone, he'll want him to... Yeah, well, the, 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 bias, the bias isn't there. But let, letting you know that if you do want him to, to stay, because we're going to move on now. Um, you know, Can we talk about our club, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, lads. Sorry. Cool. Um, so we've got a game this weekend, would you believe, with all this Pogba talk. Um, Palace away this Sunday, same day that uh, Chelsea play Liverpool. We've seen this before. This was the famous uh, slip weekend. The, it's drawing it's five very, years into yeah, the five-year anniversary. Drawing very, very solid parallels. And this, for me, is the weekend that, that either swings it to towards City and brings it back into our favour or not. Can you, can you explain exactly why you think? Because I think that's being overplayed in the press. Are, are you City fans now believing that? Do you think that this is the make or break weekend? I do because we play before them on Sunday and beating Palace away, we've, obviously we struggled in the home game against them. Beating them away and we've lost there in the past quite recently uh, at Palace. So beating them away and getting that out of the way and going ahead of Liverpool again before they have to play Chelsea. Mm. I know that the they struggled past Tottenham last time, but it's another time we can put the pressure on and it's one of the last times we can put the pressure on because of the way the fixtures fall. So and our, after that, we'll have a game in hand, which happens to be United down the line. So The one thing I say is pressure causes errors. It really does. Or, in, in, in my line as a stand-up, if, you're, if you've got yeah. a massive nerve-wracking gig... And you go on stage and you're showing the pressure, it's going the wheels are gonna come They're off gonna get very, you, very quickly. Or you can hit a groove that the audience love what you're doing and then everything's effortless, but that is rare. Todd Madden are gonna rattle you. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope they're listening. Well we've got um, we, I'm, gonna we, sell, I'm gonna take all my eyebrows off and sell a tape my fingers together. I'll be ready for them. I'm gonna look like one of them. We've, we've oh! Well, we've got, whilst we try and restore some order in there, we've got uh, a Palace fan on the line. Dan, Dan, are you there? Dan! Dan! I, I am, mate. I often get the Alan Partridge joke when someone asks me. It's the phone, especially from up here, we had to. Um, yeah. So, obviously, you did us at the Etihad, which you keep tweeting about. Um, yeah, well, you know me. Which is still winding me up. Um, are, have you? What are you thinking, basically, ahead of Sunday's game? Is this a free hit for Palace? Yeah, it's literally the definition of that, as far as I'm concerned. Um, obviously, the December game was, was big for us, especially at the time. We weren't in the greatest of places in terms of getting away from the relegation zone regardless. But um, it was unexpected, obviously, and we played really, really well today. Scored three goals. Obviously, Townsend was amazing. But in terms of our general season, the win that we got at the weekend has put us on 39 points. and. Well, I just can't see that we're going to get caught now because um, no. our goal difference is so much better than the teams below us. So mm. if if we go into this game with a you know an open mind, I don't see why we wouldn't be able to get at least a point out of it if we, as you say, play with the confidence that you can when you haven't got the pressure. I think that's what. Well, you are you are one of the few teams who came to the Etihad this season in the league and had a go, and mm. I think that. It didn't, I wouldn't say it frightened the players, but I think it surprised a lot of the City team that that's what happened. And obviously, you scored a couple of unbelievable goals and Townsend couldn't 
ever hit a hit a ball as well as he did that day. What? Why have you been so much poorer at home this season? That's one thing I, I wanted to get into. It's a baffling situation. Obviously, I mean, a lot of people talk about the atmosphere at Selhurst and how much backing the players get. And from our perspective, I think I saw a stat the other day that um, every year since we got promoted, we've been up since 2013. We've had more points away from home than we have at Selhurst, which, as I say, given given the, the reputation that we've got as home fans, given how much backing they get, given how much the players talk about it as a massive positive, it's, it's a baffling thing for us. Um, from a tactical perspective, I feel as if we do better against sides that come to Selhurst and try and play. If, if teams come to Selhurst and they think it's a difficult place to go and they sit in and they put 10 men behind the ball, we struggle to break teams down. Whereas with the likes of City, because you're obviously been coming and getting, you know, looking to get three points because of the title race, we're a lot more adept at opening teams up when we've got a bit of space to play and hit them on the break. So in a weird way, that's probably why we did well against you. You know, when Luca had the penalty, which he missed yeah. in the last minute. Yeah. We just we do better against teams that come at us and try and beat us than we do against teams that sit in. So, What's you know. the squad looking like? Well, in terms of injuries? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we had a big blow on Saturday because James Tompkins um, done his growing. He's out for the season now. And we were already missing Sacco at the back as his regular partner. So we're going to have to be playing, I would imagine, Martin Kelly and Scott down at centre-backs, which isn't ideal. Um, from a perspective of the left-back, I don't particularly rate Patrick Van Arnold defensively. I feel like he's a, a frustrated winger that's sort of moved back into a left-back position and sort of does it to occupy a place in a team rather than being a defender. So from a defensive, defensive perspective, I'm quite worried about the chances of us keeping the score down to or 1 or 2 even because of the fact that we're going to have these changes. Well, cheers, Dan. Uh, if anyone wants to go and check Dan out, he runs a very good Crystal Palace website called hltco.org. That's Hopkin looking to curl one. Um, very, very good on Twitter as well. But he, I mean, he's filled me a bit with hope, filled me with a bit of hope about his defensive issues at yeah. Palace. But it worries me this game. Uh, I am worried about this game after, after uh, what day was it? Tuesday night. This is probably the biggest rest we've had for a while, which is good. But I am a little bit worried because they're definitely going to have one eye on Wednesday as well. So. Do it's you think one, they will? Yeah. Uh, it's what we say every week where they're yeah. going to take it game by game and say outwardly that they're not looking at other fixtures. They, quite, they say that. Yeah, exactly. It was quite obvious, though, nonsense. that Pep yeah. was already thinking it. Yeah. So, but do you think, and this is like a really tough question, there'll be a million different answers from, from City fans as well. Um, are they, if they could choose one, would it be the Premier League or the Champions League? Because if it's the Premier League, you've got to win this game and this is the only one you can be focusing I, on. I think he, I don't think any of them are thinking singularly. I think, Ooh, I think no. with the squad that we've got, and we didn't, as we said, we didn't start Sane, De Bruyne, Silva. Mendy, mm. bringing those guys in immediately strengthens the squad. So I think we, well, we have to win on Sunday. If we don't win, and I'll throw it out there, if we don't win and Liverpool do, it's gone. Yeah. It has gone. Yeah. That's the situation we're in now because... You really think it's gone? Just I, on gen, that? On that swing. If, if we don't win and they do... I don't. I don't. Only They've because got Wolves last day of the season. Yeah, we just, know what Wolves can do. Uh, and What's like, up? Like we've said, we, we, <laughs> we yeah. keep... We keep saying, and I keep hearing this in the press, oh, Liverpool are going to bottle it. No one's bottling it. Both teams are getting minimum 90 points this year. No one's going to bottle it. Someone might just trip up. And it's yeah, now first to blink. One one thing I say about City, from what I've seen all season and maybe even last season, a team that takes it to them, a team that goes at them, yeah. is the only way you can unlock the code. Yeah. 
but City. you've just got to be clever enough to do it at the right time, like United found last year. You've got, you've almost got to wait until we get a little bit complacent. Yeah. What we've done really well recently, we've scored in the first five minutes. And if we do that on Sunday, then... But if there is an argument that there has been some complace, complacency, that's not a word, in the yeah. team, do you think Tuesday night is, is it will have ended that? Yeah, yeah, they, they looked angry. And that's the first time I've not seen the players come over to the fans as one at the end of it for a long time, even when we lost at Newcastle. It looked like they were angry on uh, Tuesday night. So, so if you win this weekend, yeah, and Liverpool don't, are you are you going to drop any points anywhere else now? Do you think? Maybe, maybe this tricky the Derby one's going to be a the weird. Derby's one. weird. It's we've got weird Burnley one, away. Yeah. We've got Brighton away end of the season, and they're not totally safe yet. It's it's going to go down to the wire. But this is a weekend where it's the biggest, biggest must win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. We're running, out, we're running out of time. So quick switch to your game, um, really yeah. quickly. You guys, we're going to win. West Ham at home. Late kickoff Saturday night. What's going to happen? It's United. Yeah, it's just got United it written all over it. Three points. Though. Really? Yeah. Three Whether points. whoever's on. You seem very downhearted, both. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're going to United. win. Yeah. I'm, know, I'm just, th- I'm just thinking, and, and to what extent and how it, how it's going to play out. Because the issue is that the United, they're up and down. They're inconsistent again. We've had yeah. that that wonderful honeymoon period of Solskjaer turning up, and now we've lost quite a few on the bounce. And we've also had players that seem to be diminishing on the pitch, disappearing again. We're back to that situation we were yeah. when Mourinho was around. We're actually at back at that situation, they, and we're facing teams and trying to get back into fourth. We could have been in a very comfortable position talking about will we get right. top four, but we're not. We're chasing it like mad now, and we're chasing it with players that aren't turning up. So I'm worried, but we're going to beat West Ham. It's the rest of the, what the last What scores are going to be quickly? 2-0. 1-0. 3-1. Well, very quickly, <laughs> talking of the game on Wednesday night. We're running out of time. Just before we run out of time, this has been the most stacked show for ages. We've missed so much. Um, we've got two tickets to give away here from the Manchester Football Social for City's big game on Wednesday night. All you have to do is head over to at MCR Footy Social, reply to the tweet that we've just put up, uh, tell us who the mystery player is within the tweet, retweet, follow all the normal stuff and the competition closes on the 15th of April. Wow, right, and I know that we teased you and I'm sorry to anyone that's listening oh, no, live on Excess Manchester. We've teased yeah. I haven't got time to tell you who Mark Clattenburg supports. No, you've got 30 so, seconds. All right, I've got 40 seconds. Who wants, to, who wants to guess who Mark Clattenburg supports? Newcastle. You've ruined me, Dad, <laughs> did it? You're supposed to say, like, United, City. Oh, Mark Clattenburg actually supports Newcastle United. Wow. It's come out on... After all that. After all of that, <laughs> Steve goes and steals Mate. me thunder. Right, thank right, you very I'm much, sorry, everybody. Um, if you are listening live on XS Manchester, <laughs> do consider downloading the podcast and subscribing. If you're listening on the podcast, stay with us because we also didn't get to Alex telling us his view um, of Ole from a Cardiff fan. If you are listening on the podcast, thank you as always. Subscribe and we will see you soon. The handbook is up next. <laughs> Manchester Football Social. That's okay. the end, right? That's the end of a a breathless show, a, a breathless <laughs> it took show. Some Bre- turns I wasn't expecting. Breathless podcast. We, there were some revelations in there that I never never thought we'd have from Steve and. From our callers, it, it was a very good show. Thank you very much, everyone. Yeah, thank for you, in, thank you for downloading this podcast. And if you're not already, please do subscribe and uh, give us a five star rating if we deserve it. And I think we do. I'm I'm not being biased, but please. I've just in. remembered oh, that. No. Um, do you know when we said it's Jim up next? It's actually me. 
I'm, I'm, Are you working tonight? I'm working tonight, so uh, we've got about seven seconds before Go Let It Out by Oasis. No, uh, a couple of minutes before Go Let It Out by Oasis wraps up. So right. why don't we just do Alex Winters and then I we, wanted to hear. I've got to go do some radio. Yeah, you better work. I wanted to hear Alex's take on being a Cardiff fan and a United fan in terms of Ole from your, being your previous manager and now being your other team's current manager. Yeah, give us some insight, please. All right, so... I'm interested. So I think the... I think this is crunch time for Soska. And I think that that honeymoon period, you know, such a cliche, but this is really crunch time for him. And the concerns that Cardiff fans were, were, or or the things that Cardiff fans were saying to United fans when he was taken over, they were sort of ignored by United fans because it was, and I understand why, you know, Cardiff were a lower team back to the championship. But at Cardiff, Soska was given money and he brought in a lot of players, eight. And I'm, if I stand corrected, lovely, but eight players. And he showed tactical ineptness. They, they, he, he, players being played out of position. Uh, and so I thought when he, when he came to United, I could understand why. But I thought, oh, we'll see when he gets to the nitty gritty. And he's showing that now, starting to move players out of position slightly. And you, you're looking at, and I'm looking at Young and Shaw, and I'm thinking. This could go horribly wrong and Solskjaer could be made a, a, a scapegoat here. What That's was the initial is. spike of uh, him turning up at Cardiff? What was Because obviously United's spike has been this unbelievable run that dragged us from seventh, looking like we were going to absolutely die flat, to chasing for the fourth yeah, no, position. It, well, it depends if you want to put roasting glasses, but Cardiff, we were, we were always at the bottom. So. Okay. Always going down. Well, so there was never like at the you know at the moment and in the past few weeks uh, under Warnock and that we've got and we've still got a chance. You know, Cardiff, but we were. It's part of the issue that Steve, you could have walked into United with a smile on your face and cheered those players up. Exactly. The fact that he was a United legend who some of these young players have looked up to. Um, he's turned it around almost on just positivity alone. Yes, me in that dressing room. I'd love to see. <laughs> Hello, that. everyone. Except for you, Pogba, you're not playing. <laughs> oh, then you just take your thumb out of your mouth and go and sit in the corner, mate. There you go. Off, off your pop. Off your, au, au revoir, Monsieur. Au revoir. Bon <laughs> <laughs> voyage. <bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-bon-
put stop to that. But it's happening again. But this is it's where his management needs to come in now. That okay. sort of like that honeymoon period, you know, the smiles and um, players had down tools for Mourinho, had picked them up and and got United, you know, some some points on the board. But now this is where uh, Solskjaer has to prove it, and I'm Skeptical. not wholly sure. I'm going to say on record, I'm all about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think he's fantastic. And I think... Of course you are. How long get... is he going to stay like that for? <laughs> what does he have to do to your club? Well, let's to see what happens. I, I, honestly, I keep saying to myself, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure whether I would just wish the season would end, see what happens in summer and just start because I am sick to death of what's going to happen, what United's mm. going to turn up, who's going to yeah. play on the pitch. McTominay's the best player for the last two games when you're looking at... We've got the likes of people getting paid six, 700,000 a week, whatever the heck it is. No, honestly... And he's the best player on the pitch. Yeah. What is going on in that team? I think I think the question really should be, what are the Glazers doing? Mm. What is their plan? Are United going to be given money or are they just going to are they just going to pay for one player and hope uh, uh, and hope that that covers cracks? Mm. I'm sorry, that's not because it's proven not. Because right now, if they think United are going to uh, challenge for the title, they years off yeah. unless unless six seven eight players. It's true. Oh, I feel true. like I feel like that could be an hour long podcast. Yeah. Like that that one subject that Adam and I could really get our te- <laughs> teeth stuck. Well, into. I'll just sit back and eat some popcorn. And you <laughs> <like> and just... <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much, and th- uh, thank you to you guys for stepping in as well. Thank you. It has been a real pleasure to have you on the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. It's <laughs> been it's been yes, very 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 enjoyable. Um, so have have a lovely weekend. Have a lovely day. Whenever whatever time you're listening to this podcast from. Thank you for sticking with us to the end and we will see you soon bye bye bye